Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. Dedicate the class for our brothers and sisters of the Holy Land, especially those who are on the front line. And Ili Nishmas, today is the Shloshim, David Nachman, and Moshe, for Shlema, for Herobas Miriam. We left off in the fourth and final chapter in Kiddushin. On the bottom of page 70b, the last lines. Okay, look at the bottom. In the future, Mashiach comes. Hashem is going to purify all the tribes, is going to clarify all the lineage and separate those who are disqualified. Shift First, Shevet that he's going to clarify will be the Shevet of Levi. Shnemer says, it says in Malachi, the last, the last prophet, in the era of prophecy, the Yashav Mitzarev Metair Kesef. That the, uh, the, the angel that sent to clarify the Tiras Bnei Levi, he will purify the family of Levi from those who are disqualified. Just like you um, you filter out, you clarify the, the dross from the silver and the gold. And then the, 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 those who are clarified will be the ones who will bring the mincha. To bring an atonement. Because up until that point, they had those who were not qualified. They were married to those who were not qualified. So they're going to bring an atonement, they'll bring the mincha. Just like a person who's receiving tzedakah is poor, you can only afford the mincha, flower offering. Another explanation of Rabbi Shobin Levi, Kesef, Metayer Mamzerim, that the silver money purifies bastard. In other words, a person who's rich, no one looks too closely in his lineage. He's rich. So that's what causes him to get mixed, to mix in with the Jewish families. Hashem will purify those who mix because of money. They're going to offer a mincha in other words, once they already mixed in with the Jewish people, even though it was, wasn't appropriate, but once they already mixed in, they're mixed in. So it's the money that they will purify them, purify the bastards, that they will be accepted. Once they're already mixed in, they're mixed in. Gufa, now he quotes what he said earlier. All the lands, in comparison to Israel, is like dough. Because the dough, you mix everything in. You mix the bran, you mix the, the good wheat, the, 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 bad, the bad flour, the good flour. So anyone outside the Israel, we're not sure of the lineage. Comparison to Israel, by comparison, we, we, we're sure of the lineage. Eretz Yisrael is a is compared like a dough in comparison to Babylonia. Babylonia, they really were careful about lineage. Because in Israel, you do have a little mixture of disqualified people 
who married inappropriately. Because they were part of the Aliyah that came from Babylonia to Israel. Part of the group was also those who were not of proper lineage. And they all mixed into with each other. Some of them mixed with, with the others. Therefore, it's not as clear versus in Babylonia. Ezra made sure before he left to clarify all the families. So there, everything is pure. They wanted to decide the exact opposite. That in Babylonia is like dough. Everything is mixed together. And Yisrael, in comparison to Yisrael. In other words, whoever wants to marry a Babylonian, someone from Babylonia, you have to check the yichas, check the lineage. And Abi said to them, you're putting thorns between my eyes. You're trying to say that those in Babel are not of clear lineage. Let Abuchanina Bachama accompany you and let him respond to you to your to your claims. This is what I heard and I accepted tradition that I received from Rabbi Shmuel, who heard from his father, Rabbi Yisrael. That all nations, all lands, anyone coming from any other nation in relation to Israel is like Isa, like a dough. Everything is mixed together. It's not clear lineage. So you have to check the lineage. But Eretz Yisrael, Isa Lebavah. Eretz Yisrael is compared to Isa Lebavah. Babylonia, everyone there is good lineage. You don't have to worry about it. Mother says also made up pinchas in the days of pinchas bishulases. They also wanted to make bavel ki isol etisrom. When pinchas tried to come to refute this effort, Amalem Lavadov he said to his slave, to his servant, Shani Yomer. When I say Shnei Devarim, these two things were based on medrash. Tuluni badisa verutsu. Take me in a basket and run. I can't run, otherwise they would catch up with me. You take me and run. He said two laws. He says biblically you don't have to shech the bird. You can eat it. You can eat it without slaughtering it. As long as it dies, it's dead. He didn't say the reason for this halach. So while they were busy trying to figure out where he got this from, then he, he laid the second bomb on them. Bombshell. While they're sitting and trying to figure it out, Israel, in relation to Babylonia, is like a mixed dough. The lineage in Babylonia is much clearer. And immediately when they, when they heard these two things, he told them, he warned them. So his servants came, that Lua Badisa Vedatsa. He took him in a, in a bag, in a basket, and he ran. The students ran afterwards. They wanted him to reveal, tell us, what are the names, who are the names of the families that are not, are not uh, disqualified in that Israel. But they couldn't reach him. His servants ran quicker. Yashua Batko, so they themselves started doing research. Until they reached, it became very dangerous. So they realized they're going to expose the rot and the corruption, all these powerful families 
the presidents of the shul and the vice presidents and all the machers and the board and the billionaires. They're going to start revealing that, that <laughs> they're all disqualified, you know, so they realize their life is in danger. They stop. Don't fight with the deep state. Watch out. I swear, by the palace of Hashem, by the temple, I have the power to reveal who are the defective families in Israel. What should I do? The great, the great of the generation married with them, intermarried with them. Once a family has been mixed in, so then it's done. Even though they're mamzedim and they're disqualified, biblically, halachically, but the Torah says once they're mixed in, they're mixed in, and if we're, they're good, they're fine. You could just leave it alone. We also learn the Mishnah. There was a family based at Tzirifa. They were on the, on the uh, east side of the Jordan. And they were a kosher family. And Benzian distanced them. He announced that they are not kosher. Benzian was a very kosher person, but he was a strong person. So his intention was, wasn't the noble intention. Others say, no, he, he was trying to do the right thing. He was standing up for what's right, even though it was unpopular. Because no one wanted to start up with them, because they were rich families. And Ben-Sian, because he was powerful, he was strong, he didn't care. He couldn't be pressured, so he stood up to one of them. Because he found that they were defective, but the other family found they were okay. So therefore, his, int- his intent was was noble. It was another family on the west side, of, east side of the Jordan, which was defective. found out and was doing his research, the lineage, found out that it's not true. They are kosher. See, he drew them near. So the, so the Mishnah concludes. Families that we were distant, and then you find out they're good, and you bring them close. Or families that were close, and then you find out they're disqualified, and you distance them. That's where Elio is going to come. That's the job of Elio. Elio's job is to find out who's kosher, who's not kosher, who to draw near, who to distance. So could go in Elu the Yadin. Only families like this that everyone knows. Everyone knows that they're not kosher. But the family that no one knows, they already became mixed in. Nitma. So this, is, this, support, this is what Abid Sok said. We learned the There was another family. Rabbis knew, but they didn't want to publicize. Because now they already got mixed up already. Once in seven years, they would whisper the secret, tell their children, their own family and their students, stay away from this family. 
twice in seven years. You shouldn't, you shouldn't forget. It makes sense going to the it says, once in seven years. We learn in the price. Once, once in seven years, not twice in seven years. Tanya, someone says, I didn't even know that I'm loyal to Galamish Puffins. Someone says, I'm a Nazir. If, if I won't reveal who the defective families are, I become a Nazir. So, better you should become a Nazir instead of revealing, exposing, and shaming this family. So, too, you see that it's not good. Better be a Nazir. Then reveal. So surely, if they have to reveal to the students and their family, it was once in seven years, not twice in seven years. The name of Hashem, Hashem's essential name. So they would, the rabbis would teach the students how to read it, not the way we read it. We don't read it the way it's written, but how to read it properly and what it's meaning once in seven years. I say twice in seven years. It makes sense. It makes sense, like he said earlier. It makes sense once in seven years, not twice in seven years. Why? So if it says, it says in the beginning of the book of Exodus, Hashem tells Moshe, So la'ilam is written without a vav. We read it, we pronounce it la'ilam, but it's written la'alam. La'alam means to be hidden. This is my name, but it's meant to be hidden. So since yeah, it's a mitzvah, to, uh, that's why we don't, we're not allowed to mention Hashem's name, speak Hashem's name the way it's written. So it's enough once in seven years, not twice in seven years. Rabbi wanted to teach about Hashem's name, how to read it, and it's meaning Amaleo Sava. So his elderly first told him. Some say it's referring to Elio, Elio Anavi. Why Elio Anavi sometimes called Elio and sometimes he called Sava, the older one? Sava is when the person didn't have a merit that really Elio should reveal himself to him. Whoever it says Elio with Sava, then obviously Sava is not Elio, but here, but just as Sava, somebody refers to Elio and Nabi. So he said, but what are you going to do with Sava Lalam? It says in the title Lalam, he has to be hidden. So therefore, don't, don't, don't uh, teach it, keep it a secret. A contradiction. See if it says Eshmi. This is my name. See when it says the pasuk continues This is my memory commemoration. It's like a double expression. This is my name and this is my commemoration. You should have said Eshmi v'zichri. Why is it Eshmi v'zichri? This is my name and this is my commemoration. The answer comes to teach us. Amr Akadosh Baruch Hu Moshe. Moshe said to Hashem. Hashem said to Moshe, 
Not the way I'm written is the way you're allowed to call me. Nichter when they be yudkei, you give up. Nikra, how am I called? At my valid dollar. That's what it means. The shmi and the zichri. The shmi, the way my name is actually written, my actual name. But then the zichri, the way you 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 commemorate it, the way you say it. The two are not the same. That's what he says. The shmi separately is a zichri. Mean the twelve letters. Hashem's name is four letters. Either it means saying Hashem's name three times, or it's the combination of Avaya, Yudke Vavke, and Adnai, and Eke. So to explain the meaning, and this is this is something they would they would uh, at the beginning they would teach it to every person. People would use it inappropriately and not to save lives. You know, there's the great kabbalistic powers using if you know how to use Hashem's name. So then they realize they only teach it to the modest ones, the modest priests. So when they bless the nation, when they bless every day in the base of Migdash, the priestly blessing, they can say this name. They also kept it quiet. They would slip it in, slide it in. in the priestly blessing, you couldn't detect it. They would say it quietly, and you couldn't hear the way they said Hashem's name over the loud noise of all the Kayanim giving the priestly blessing. Yeah. Right. Once a Tarfan himself was a Koyan. Once I went up after my uncle, who was a Koyan. And uh, and I, I turned my ear, I tuned my ear to hear the high priest, and I heard how he quietly swallowed, like smuggled in, he said Hashem's name properly of the 12 names, of the 12 letters. So even though the Gemara says that, that when the high priest died, they stopped, they stopped saying it, all the Kainim stopped saying it, but the high priest still continued saying it. While there's the sweet voice of the other Kainim, he, sw- he smuggled it in. What about the name of 42 letters? 42. That's Honor Bechaya. Eke has his numerical. Uh, uh, it's 21. Numerical value of 21. Eke Asher Eke. Hashem the other say it's on the Bechoyach. Anyway, all, all different opinions. So he says, Hashem, and Abba Yimshtayim Meisi is his name of Hashem. We only give it over to someone who's modest. 
Because someone who's humble and say he's not going to use this name for personal reasons. If people insulted him, he's going to beat them up with his name. You know, it's very dangerous. Yeah, powerful thing. Famous. At least 35 years of age, half halfway the the midterm. He's he's through the midterm of his life. Yeah, because then you're not so jealous, you're not so full, raging with with appetites. You know, you already cooled down a little. You already sowed your wild oats. And he's not someone who loses his temper. He doesn't get drunk. And he doesn't, oh, it has to be like I say, my way or the highway. Yeah, he doesn't ask. He has to be gentle. He has to be. He doesn't insist on his due. He right. Whoever knows the secret, is careful not to teach anyone. Who's careful not to use it, only only in the purity of the Maila. He's beloved above because he respects Hashem. And he's desired here below. Because he doesn't use it for his own personal usage. He has powers and he doesn't use it. Oh, everyone has awe of him. And he inherits both worlds. He had enough young time in this world and he inherits the next world. And um, and uh, he, he inherits both worlds, this world and next world. Okay, I'm a Shmuel. in the name of Sav. There are three levels of Yuchs of lineage. The highest one is Bavel. You come from Bavel, we we assume that your lineage is kosher, clear, pure. Unless you know for certain, you don't have to worry. Unless you know for certain, yes, but there is. So people have freedom of choice. You know, people can always mess up. So if you know for certain, but otherwise you don't have to suspect. If someone comes from another other nation, you have to assume that they're not kosher. You shouldn't marry them. So you know for certain that their lineage is pure. Is you can't assume that they're possible. Someone who, who has any assumption, a family that we have under the assumption they're possible is possible. But whoever we under the assumption they're kosher, they're kosher. You have no reason to suspect one way or the other. You're contradicting yourself. Amrit, you're saying that some books are possible, possible. Only someone who we assume, we know for sure. Is disqualified when we assume they're going. And then you say, Hastama, but if, if we don't know, if we don't know, Hastama is kosher. Then you say, In Israel, those who we know are kosher, are kosher, and everyone else, Hastama, apostle, is disqualified. Yeah, it's a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. You continue in side B. One thing to marry. Another thing is to force them to divorce. So when he says that the, the Stam Israel is culture, unless you know for certain, he's talking about. No, to get them to divorce, that you have to know for certain that they're. Free. Just having a doubt is not strong enough. But to marry them. Just to marry them, 
You have to check to marry them initially. I should not marry them. I should assume that they're not kosher until I know for certain they're kosher. But once they're already married, to get them to divorce, I have to know only if I know for certain. Versus outside the land of Israel, no, you would even have to divorce. We assume that they're not kosher. Whoever speaks in the accent of the language of Bavel, Bavel, we assume that he's Bavel. You're allowed to marry. You don't have to check the lineage. Now that you have liars, con artists, who pretend charlatans, who pretend to be like from Bavel. That's why they speak, they learn the accent, even though they're not. You think it really then not? Yeah, I have to worry. I have to worry. Can't just assume. Can't take it for granted. Make sure that they're from Bava. Not that I have to check that their lineage is kosher. Make sure that they're they're, they're really from Babylon. Zidi, have a kumishtah. Zidi, which was, who was from Babylonia, didn't want to meet Abiyechen. Abamale nasa berati because Abiyechen was trying. That he should marry, he marry his daughter, right? He didn't want to marry. Why? Why didn't he want to? Because she's from Eretz Yisrael, Babylonia. We have yichus, we have lineage. Yeah, the daughters of Israel. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she's pure. Yeah, Mechad. One day, one day, Rabbi Yechonon said they were traveling. Berichah said, "What day?" He said to him, They came to a, to a thing of water, a, a little pond of water. carried Zidi on his shoulder. Yeah, Zidi took the older one on his shoulder. Our Torah is fit for you. Like my Torah is fit for you, but my daughter is not. <laughs> it's not good enough to marry. My daughter, why? Because what's your, because Elam, you're going to say, because it's not. We learned early in the mission. Because 10 different types of Jews came up from Babylonia, including those who are disqualified, including bastards and the Zidim, and, they all, and some of them mixed in with all the other families. What, you think all the Kayim, all the Vim, Yisraelim left Bavel? Surely there were many left in Bavel. Just like there were those who were kosher, surely there were also some in, invalid ones who also remained behind in Babylon. So why are you so haughty? You think that the May Bavel is better than us? Because the reason why Rabbi Lazar holds it is because he didn't, he didn't learn. He wasn't aware of the teaching of Rabbi Lazar that Ezra didn't leave Bavel. Now that he was leaving, he made sure before he left to clarify everything. To separate the impure from the pure, the pure lineage from the impure. And he took all the impure with him to Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Yechon disagreed. Why the Huh? No, some Levim, not all Oh, 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 why? Yeah, yeah, it didn't go, yeah, yeah. Question is, so he doesn't hold of Isa le Bavel? It says that Bavel is Isa, Teretz Yisrael, Rabbi Yechon argues with that.
There's Ula, he called Pompidis, Ula came to Rabbi Yehuda and Pompidis. Chazian, he saw Rabbi Yisubere, Rabbi Yehuda, and they got Lenos. He saw Rabbi Yitzhak, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, is older already. He's still not married, he's single. Amalei, Ula said, Rabbi Yehuda, my time, like a month, the Maritza, the Bray, why don't you marry off your son? Amalei, me adana mecha ansiv. I don't know which family is lineage is pure. Amalei, all of a sudden, ando anan me adina mecha gasina. We know what our yichus is. Duma mahanuktivi nashim b'tininu b'sulis baliyude. Maybe we are the offspring of a women were raped. It says the women were raped. In Eicha it says by during, during the destruction the women were raped. Maybe we are descendants. So we're also invalid. Why are you so worried? I'm going to marry someone who's invalid. What makes you think we're kosher? If you're going to want to say, it doesn't matter if they were raped. A guy who is intimate with a, a Jewish woman and the offspring is kosher. But Dilma, maybe me, maybe we're the offsprings of those who says it's written about them in Amos. We come from Mitashen, uh, from right, those from beds of marble. What does it mean? Hashem hates those when they're naked, urinate when they're naked. Or who are intimate when they're naked. You know, you should cover yourself. Not not a hole in the sheet. You should be nothing, you should be naked, there should be nothing separating between the husband and wife. But, but both of you should be covered. Be modest. Hashem hates those who are immodest. laughed at it. He asked. If that's the case. In other words, maybe he comes from those who were inappropriate. Yachi, how do you explain? That's the reason why they will be lead the way of the exile. Is that a reason? This punishment should be, they should be the lead the exile. Rather, says it means they, they party together and they get drunk together, which leads to adultery. It leads leads to sin. Wife swapping or, 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 or orgies. And they 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 putrefy their beds with with semen, which is not them and strangers. So in other words, they're mamzedim. In other words, each other. So if they're mamzedim, then maybe we're, we come from that lineage. And that's what he says. Why are you so careful not to You have no one to marry. What makes you think that you, you are okay? That's the case. So what should we do? How do we check? Go after a family... What can we do? A quiet family. In other words, this is a family that has pure, pure, pure lineage. 
Cause, right, because people who are argumentative, argumentative and always fighting, that's a sign they come from a non-kosher lineage. The family that's peaceful, right, the people that's peaceful, you know that they're good for coming from pure lineage. Like the people in Israel in the West would check. People were fighting with each other. And they would see which of these is, is silent and peaceful. You know, between these two, this one is, comes from a pure lineage. But the one who's so political and, and, and so loud and angry and combative. combative and argumentative, then you know, comes impure lineage. The silence of the people of Babel, that's why they are they have they have pure lineage. It's not so. Rav Rav traveled and he visited the house of a person whose name was Shufi. Chala means he was like a vinegar. He wanted to marry his son to this daughter of the Bar Shafi and he checked their lineage surely he checked their lineage going back so Rav didn't rely on their silence he didn't just rely on their on their on their Silence and their gentlemanness. He went and checked, made sure, made sure he checked, investigated. investigated yeah, yeah, he, he checked. People conduct the investigation yeah. and, and see if they're quite, you know, a, a peaceful family. Right? My labi chusus. He wants to say no, loy, b'shikusa. He checked. He didn't check their lineage. He checked their silence, their 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 gentlemanness, their. The fact that they're gentle and they don't get into fights. Time out. You know how they say this? Check if they're a gentle family or they're a combative family. We see two people fighting with each other. One of them, you know, has not kosher lineage. And in heaven, they want to make sure they shouldn't mix with each other. That's why they make a fight with each other. Similarly, we see two families always fighting with each other. One family has a flaw. And therefore, one to mix with the other. Babel is Bria. They're healthy, they're clean, from any, any uh, defective living. Misha and Misha. Misha, the place Misha, it's death. Because all the families, they're all mixed up with bastards and so on. Anyone comes from mother, they're sick. Most of them are okay, but some of them are not good. Elam is on the deathbed. <laughs> Most of them are no good. You have a few that are still still alive, and a few that are still good. What's the difference between sick and, and dying? Most people who are sick will live. That's why he says in Madai, most Jews there are good. If you have a nice, major, a nice number, minority, or not good. 
versus versus Elam, they're going on the deathbed. Most of them will die. Most people don't get up from the deathbed. But but it's still a possibility. You still have a few that uh, that are good. So where is Bavel? What's the boundary of Bavel? That anyone within this boundary, the lineage is okay. So we know from the Euphrates River. But how about going east to where? Tigris and the east and the Euphrates to the west. Yes, to where? river as which is east of the Chideko River. More, more as or which is even east of Azov. The Gemara says Leel Bedikas Bediglas Adeicha. This is the width. Till now we discussed the width. How about the length of Bavel? Till where? Rava Merad Bigda Avna to Bagda and Avna. Which is south of the Chidek. It's considered like outside of Babylonia. Or rather, including Mushkin. Mushkin is like Goidla, is like Bav. So it includes Mushkin. After the Diglas, on the bottom half of, of the Tigris River, to where he says, Amarav Shmuel ad Apamyatato. Till Apamyatato, the lower Apamya. It's not part of Bav. The Mother explained, Tarti Apamya. There were two Apamya. Two Apamya. Yeah, the lower and the higher one. Chad Elisa, one is higher, which is the southern one. And one which is lower, which is the northern one. Chad, the the all the uh, upper one, Kshayda, is part of Babylonia. Chad and the lower one, Sula. Uvein, Chada lechada, and the distance between one and the other is Parsa, four mil, like around uh, two miles. Kazakhi Adadi, a little over two miles. Kazakhi Adadi. They hate each other. I feel noodly much like One is Democrat and one is Republican. Right. They they don't even lend fire to each other. Feel Right. They won't even lend each other fire. The politics is very very simanach. And the sign is, you shouldn't confuse which apamya is, is the lineage is not kosher, which it is, the that the one, the apamya, that's not part of Babylonia, that the, um, the, the, the one that's not kosher, the one that's in the, in the, the, the lower one, the lower one, they speak Mishnas. <laughs> Close to Mishan. So they speak Mishnas instead of I speaking Babylon. 
So where is the length of Babel, the upper part, of the Euphrates? So Rav Amarav says, Ad Akra, the Tobacanical, Akra, the Tobacanical, Shmuel, adds, he says, Rav Amarav, Gitshra, the Bepra, to the bridge, which is even south of Akra, the Tobacanical. This is north of Akra, the Tobacanical. Whoever relies on now regarding the boundaries of Babylon, because according to him, Babylonia doesn't doesn't extend too much. He only cursed Rav and not Shmuel. Shmuel, it even extends even more. He curses Rav, and how much more so Shmuel? You want to say him if you want? The only curse is Rav, not Shmuel. Why? Because he gives to the Beit Paras, which is the boundary that Shmuel gives. The bridge, the It's north of the Kroi Tulvikin. So Shmuel is shrinking the border. Even more than Rav. In the end, if you rule, Rav was close, so were those who were lie down. Rav is only to make an arrow in order to carry from one tent to another. And today, who the Dalyur Parsoi? Only in our days, the Persians changed the place of the bridge and they took it away from its previous place and moved up, right. But Shmuel is referring to its previous place. His previous plays. The Persians dismantled the bridge and rebuilt it further upstream. So he made he he shrunk the border. Everyone have a wonderful day.